Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory ends Connect 21 with a power-packed message entitled Guaranteed Results. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. And so today, have you ever heard someone tell you, I guarantee it? Anybody ever heard anyone? I mean, you know, with men, that might happen, that might not happen, right? But I mean, you know, if God guarantees you something, you can go to the bank with that, right? And so, of course, we've been ministering on through our devotional Sunday morning messages. Really, we've saturated the environment. Wednesday night prayer school, we've been ministering on reaching results. And so today I want to talk about guaranteed results. Because God really does guarantee us the results through our prayer lives when we approach him the right way. And so I have a question for the entire room and our online viewing audience. Are all of your needs met today? How many of y'all can honestly say all of my needs are met today? All right, praise God. That's a vast, uh, that's a good amount of people, right? If you're, all your needs have been met online, just type it in. All of my needs are met, right? If not, then you might be uh, still believing God for something. That's okay. But I want to challenge us with this question that if not, then why not? Right? Because God said that he would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So if not, then why not? And so if we look at the body of Christ at large and we ask 1,000 believers this question, they would probably answer this way. They would say, no matter what I do, this illness, these financial problems, these circumstances just keep dragging on. I'm just waiting on God to do something about it. Well, I got good news for you because actually you're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you, right? And the way he's waiting is always in the go position, right? He is on go waiting on you to align yourself so that you can get the results that you're looking for through prayer. This is not in your notes. I'm just giving you bonus information. I'll give you some additional scriptures today. James chapter 4 verse 3 says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. So in other words, if your needs just keep on not being taken care of, it's really one of two things. It's either because you're not praying at all or because you think you're praying and you're not. Right? And how many of you know we, wanna, we don't want to waste no more time? If you're anything like me, I want everything that God wants me to have. Come on, somebody, and I want it now, right? And so we don't want to waste time anymore, right? So the time has come, I believe. Why did we do Connect 21 Days of Prayer and Fast? The goal is to infuse a desire for more of God into your lives. What we're praying doesn't happen. See, you had over 400 people in the building on Saturday, three, 400 people, 400 people watching online on Saturday, 400 people in the building for prayer school, 400 plus people watching online. What would be a tragedy is if we get to day 22 and we just go back to our regular lives. That would be a tragedy. So, so, so what was God's goal in having us do something like this so that there'd be more prayer in his house? Right? So what we saw, the result of that, record altar calls, record amounts of people getting baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, healings. What we saw was more spiritual activity because more people were praying. How I many know you can't have more power without more prayer? 
right? And so, so the time has come for us to get serious about prayer. So we need to stop praying just to say, I prayed. I checked the box. I prayed today. We want to approach this differently. We need to start praying only to get results, right? I am praying to get the results from God that I'm pursuing him for. Now, let's look at Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And this was interesting because it was, if you use the Version Bible app, right, just to do our daily devotions, you have to go into that version if that's the way you do them, that Version Bible app. And this was the actual verse for today. Luke chapter 8, verse 18, verse 1. So, so the Version Bible app is global. So I just want you all to see the consistency of the Holy Spirit. Right? Listen to this. Luke chapter 18, verse 1 says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. The Amplified Classic reads that verse this way. And Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward. And I declare that there are no cowards in linked up church. Let me say that again. I declare that we don't have any cowards in linked up church. Right? And so he wouldn't have said that if we didn't have this opportunity to faint, draw back, and become cowards in our prayer lives. And so what Satan tries to do is put enough pressure on you through circumstances and situations. And how many know life happens to all of us, right? And so what Satan tries to do is put enough pressure on you to get you to stop praying. But he knocked on the wrong door because he won't find that at linked up church. Come on, you got to become a person that, that whatever he throws at you, okay, I'm getting ready to pray more then. Whatever he throws at you, sickness, disease, job, come on, okay, I'm getting ready to fast a little longer then, right? Whatever he throws your way, you've got to become a person that stopping praying is not an option on the table. But I'm actually going to pray more. Do I have anybody that's going to come out of 21 days of prayer and fasting and say, that just was, was the beginning for me. I'm getting ready to pray more, glory to God. Come on, this is not the end. This is simply the beginning. And so he says here that men ought not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, or give up. So we've got to learn this art of when we're being pressured on every side, giving up is not an option. We're going to pray. We're going to pray some more. We're going to pray more accurately, and we're going to pray expecting the results until we come out on top. I got good news for somebody watching online and in this room. I don't care what you're going through right now. You are coming out on top. Oh, let me try this side of the room. I, I said I don't care what you're going through right now. If you will just stay with God and keep on praying, you are coming out on top. Glory to God. Do I have anybody that believes that today? Glory to God. You are coming out on top. Say it by faith. I am coming out on top. Now, most of us, if we had a standing invitation from the president of the United States, some of us might not, maybe that doesn't resonate with us. But if we had a standing invitation from the President of the United States and he said to us, if you ever get in trouble, if you ever need anything, come see me. How many of y'all would take advantage of that? What about if Bill Gates said, hey, you're my friend. 
And if you ever need me for anything, oh, that's too low, right? What's the owner of Amazon? What's his name? Jeff Bezos. What if Jeff Bezos said to you, hey, you're my friend. And you have a standing invitation that if you need anything from me, just come and see me. How many of y'all would take advantage of that? I thank God I have people like that in my life. But let me tell you something, folks. Jeff Bezos is not God. Bill Gates is not God. Guess who made Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates? God, right? And see, what you don't realize is that you have a standing invitation from your heavenly father to come boldly unto the throne of grace so that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. You know what that is? God just said to you, if you ever need me, come see me. Oh, y'all missed a good place right there. God, God said, if anything ever goes on in your life, if you ever get in a tight spot, if you ever need anything, come boldly to my throne of grace and get whatever help you need in the time that you need it. Now, I never looked this word up obtained before, but the word obtained is a word of certainty. The dictionary says it means to get possession of. See, we're talking about guaranteed results. What God is saying is that if you'll come in there boldly, I'm guaranteeing you, you'll get the results that you came to see me about. See, that's so far. That's so, whoo, that's hard for us to wrap our head around, right? This word certainty here means to get possession of, right? And so we've got to start praying, expecting to get possession of what we need. Now, we've been praying in tongues for 21 days for the expansion of Linked Up Church. And I'm declaring by faith very soon. We're going to take possession of it. Come on, I need somebody to just get excited. I might go take a lap right now. I said, we've been praying for 21 straight days in other tongues for the expansion of Linked Up Church. So start praying to get to take possession of what you need. Watch this. Not just once in a while, but every time you go into that throne room of grace, right? And you're going there to get the help that you need, expect to take possession of it. Why don't you just go ahead and take possession by faith of what you need right now? Hallelujah. Come on, say, I receive it by faith right now. So you might be thinking, Pastor, how can I be sure? Well, he's given us three guarantees, right? So many new people around here, I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm getting ready to say because this is a slight tweak in your prayer life, but it's a major one, okay? First guarantee he gives us is the name of Jesus. In John chapter 16, let's go there. We're going to read out of the New King James Version. John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24 reads this way. And in that day, now what day is he referring to? You actually have to go into verse 22 to know what day he's referring to. It just told the disciples that very soon I'm going to be taken away from you. 
So he's really talking about the day when he has gone back to be with the Father. So he's really changing the course. So until that time, they always prayed to God, right? But now he's telling them there's a different way after I have been removed from you that you're going to need to pray. Okay, listen very carefully. So he says, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. This is Jesus speaking if you have a red-letter edition. He said, in that day, what day is he talking about? Make sure you're listening. What day is he talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Which, which, what day is he talking about? After he's gone back to be with the Father. He, he said, you won't ask me for anything. So many people pray to Jesus, and he told you that in that day, you're not going to ask me for anything. But when they pray, they pray to Jesus. Some people say, for Jesus' sake. He never said to pray for his sake. He said to pray in his name. You ever hear people just, for Jesus' sake? That's not a prayer. All right? And we don't even think about it. We just go straight to Jesus. And that's how we pray, to Jesus, 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 Jesus. But he said, in that day, you're not going to ask me for anything. How many of y'all say, I can tweak that right now? See, look at all the hands around the room. How many of y'all say, I can tweak that right now, right? So, so then we pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Everybody clear? Let's keep reading here. So he says, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, oh, my goodness. What's those next four words? It's not Jesus. Somebody about to take a lap in a moment. So, somebody that's getting ready to hit your sha-na-na like, boy, you have never been hit before. So, who's going to give it to you? Right? Now, if I can just paint a picture for you, I don't have time to do the illustration that I wanted to do. There's a reason for this because, you know, there are things that I will do for for people that I don't know because other people sent them to me. So my relationship is with the individual that, that sent them to me. And they might say, well, Pastor or Joel or G, whatever they call me, you know, some, such and such just moved to Atlanta, right? I don't know them, don't have a relationship with them. But I have a relationship with the person who called me. And what they're saying is when they get there, take care of them. So watch this. When the person comes, I'm really not doing it for the person. I'm doing it for the one that I had a relationship with. Somebody missed that right there. So, all right. So, 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 so there, how I many of a lot of times we come up short. And so what the father is saying is I don't really see you. I see the one that paid the price for me. Come on, somebody. So, so even though he might not be able to do it for you, he's going to always do it for his son. That's a good place to give God a real good praise in this place. Come on, just go ahead and put a real praise on that. Come on, online, put the praise hands up. Come on, put hallelujah in there, glory to God. 
Now, let's keep reading here because this is powerful. If you miss this now, if you miss it, right? Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will what? Then he reemphasizes it. So, until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Why? Because he was with them. Right? Ask and you will receive, watch this, so that your joy may be full. Now, I can already hear somebody. But, Pastor, I, I thought when we got saved, we received the fruit of the Spirit, and we did, right? And joy is the fruit of the Spirit. How I many you know? And I can have joy every single day of my life, no matter what's going on in my life. But let me tell you, it's something about when that prayer gets answered, that that joy that I already have becomes full. Come on, anybody here know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about that moment when it hits you that I was once blind, but now I see. I'm talking about when your body was ravaged with sickness and disease. You can have joy in that moment, but when healing power hits your body, how many of you know that joy becomes full? Listen, I've had joy when I've been broke, but it's something about when God meets all of my needs and my, my bills are paid, man, that joy becomes full. And so, God wants the joy that you have to become full. Now, this word name here is a word unima. So, I don't want any of us to think this is like a magic wand or a, a get out of jail free pass or something like that. It's not, I mean, you just can't live any old kind of way and use that name and think it's going to work. Right? The, the word name is a Greek word unima. And what he's talking about is authority and character. And so, the best way I can illustrate this to you is that when both of my children turned 16, I gave them credit cards. Now, the credit cards had their name on them, but it was connected to my account, right? They didn't have much on their own at all, but, but guess what? I put a limit on there. Come on, all smart parents in here say, put a limit on that, though. I put a limit on there, and then I put rules and regulations. This is what you can use this car for. Gas in your vehicle. Hello, somebody. Something comes up at school. All spending had to be pre-approved. See, now we're talking relationship, right? And so they never saw the bill to those cars. They never paid the bills to those cars. But they filled their gas tanks up. They went and got food when they needed it. Whenever we weren't together, they always had resources. I'm trying to paint a picture for you. See, when you use his name, all of his authority and character backs what you do. When you follow the rules. And regulations, right, of the relationship. Everybody clear out there? And so as long as they did that, and then how many know when they proved themselves at one limit, how many know I increased their limit as they got older? Then when one went to college, I increased the limit some more. And so you prove where you are, and then God will raise you to your next level, right? So I don't want you to think you're going to him in your authority or based off of your character. You're going to the Father based off of Jesus' authority and his character. How many of y'all remember the seven sons of Sceva? Right? They saw Paul casting out demons in the name of Jesus, right? 
but they saw it as a money-making opportunity. So they went over there and they said, we're going to make some money off of this name, right? And they started trying to cast out demons, and this is what they said, in the name uh, of Jesus that Paul preaches. And the demons looked at them and they said, now, wait a minute. Jesus I know, and Paul I know. But who are you? And the scripture says that they beat them stark naked. How many know you're already off when you say I'm I'm going to him in the name of bishop or going to him in the name of apostle? I'm going to of what he taught me. How many know you're already off? You're already showing you don't know you you don't know him for yourself. How many of y'all glad you came to church today? All right, so, so let me give you a little bit more light, right? So, so, so he says something here that I think is very powerful, right? Uh, look at this verse again. He said, how did Jesus say we should address the Father? Let's be clear on that. In Jesus' name, right? So his name is one of the guarantees we have that our prayers will be answered. All right? Now, let's ask, ask ourselves the questions why. Why is an important question for me, right? Why is that the case? Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, and I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. And it reads this way. It says, and consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. It says, let his mindset become your motivation. This is the Passion Translation. He existed in the form of God. Yet he gave no thought to seize an equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. Verse 8. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be, to be, to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example even in his death a criminal's death by crucifixion that we should have all had to suffer. Verse 9, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. Folks, I declare to you that Jesus is the real goat. We're having all of these goat debates, folks. It's only one goat out here. What's his name? Come on, what's his name? Jesus. And every other goat was made by the goat. So he's been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name. <coughs> that's plants, that's animals, that's people. Everything is going to submit to that name in reverence. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. So it says that this name has authority in three different realms. Heaven, on earth, and up underneath the earth. And every tongue will proclaim in every language that Jesus Christ is Lord, Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God the Father. What? Everybody confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord brings glory and honor to God the Father. Let's just do that. Somebody say it. Say, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ is, Lord. is Lord. Say, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ is, my Lord. is my Lord. 
go ahead and celebrate that for about 10 seconds in this room. So the name of Jesus carries authority over all other names, right? I want you to understand why. So that means cancer is just a name. Guess what it has to submit to? Guess what it has to bow to? You have authority over cancer, glory to God. You have authority over lack. You have authority over poverty. You have authority over disease. You have authority over anything in your life that did not come from heaven. You have authority over your children. You can tell the devil to take his hands off of your children in the name of Jesus. It is one of the most powerful guarantees you have that your prayers will be answered. Use the influence that name carries every time you pray. Then expect every circumstance in your life to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Did we just say every circumstance? Every circumstance in your life. If it has a name, it must bow. And I love that word submit. Not only bow, but it has to submit. Now, cancer has to serve Jesus by going back to hell where it came from. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 That sounds to me like a wise person then wouldn't wait to the end, right? Because guess what? Whether you go to heaven or hell, you're still going to have to bow. still going to have to look up and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So all wise people would do that before they leave planet Earth. Do I have any wise people online and in the room with that? Right? Let's look at number two. Number two, the Word of God. Number two, second guarantee is the Word of God. Let's look at John chapter 15, verse 7 in the New King James Version. It says, if, see, conditional in the clause, right, contract, conditional clause in the contract. If you abide in me, this word abide means to stay. We're talking about in a given place, state, uh, relation, or expectancy. It means to continue, to dwell, to endure, to be present. We're really talking about to live in. So how many know this is not a every other week Christian? This is somebody who lives. This is a lifestyle for them. Right? So if you abide in me, watch this, and my words abide in you. Now, this word words here is not logos. It's not the written word. It's rhema, the spoken word. So one of the most surefire ways to know whether or not you're really living in God is that his word dwells in your heart. Right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? Right? And so a person is abiding with him. How many know it's full of the word of God in their heart? And it's evidence the fact that they can speak it out of their mouths. You still following me out there? So he said, if you abide in me and my rhema abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be what? So that's a guarantee, isn't it? Right? And so, 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 again, if I can become an expert in the area that I'm believing God for, find out everything his word has to say about that, fill my heart with that. 
and then be able to say that out of my mouth. I can ask him for whatever I desire. Right? So, because what he understands is if your heart is full of his word, you're not going to ask for anything that doesn't please him. Can you all see that? So he's saying to that person, just ask for what you desire, and it'll be done for you. And so, family, God has made us some very specific promises in his word, and it's his will to fulfill every one of them in our lives. In fact, these promises are so divinely guaranteed, listen very carefully, they're guaranteed by a contract that has been signed in blood. Think of it this way. Your Bible is the last will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a record of your inheritance. Everything that belongs to you has been written down in that book. And the smartest thing you can ever do is to read it. But you know what they say about people, don't you? If you want to keep information away from them, Put it in a book. No, that's not these people. I didn't say linked up church. But that just gives us some ammunition when we go out and minister to the world. Listen, if I was you, I would want to be an expert in this book before I leave planet Earth. Right? If you received a letter, right, of, of someone in your family, you didn't know it, but they died rich. Matter of fact, we were watching some documentary, how many people are rich and don't know it because they didn't read the inheritance. Or they let some hotshot lawyer come in there and they trusted everything he told them was in there. Smartest gift you can give to yourself is to know everything that belongs to you. How many know there's healing in this will? How many know there's provision in this will? How many know you can find your spouse in this will? Everything is right here left in this last will and testament that's been signed and ratified by the blood of Jesus. I like to say it this way. Jesus is the only one that died, rose from the grave. Now he's coming back to make sure everything he said gets carried out. Come on, that's a real guarantee right there, isn't it? That's a real guarantee. Let's keep traveling now. Now, we're talking about guarantee number one is the Word of God. But why is this so important? Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. Look at Matthew 2. Why is this important? Why is a question I tend to ask myself all the time now? Why is this important? Matthew chapter 4, 2 through 4 says, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Somebody said, And when I had fasted 21 days... Afterwards, I was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, then command these stones to be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So then he said a lot here. My time is getting away from me. So, so then the word of God is to your spirit what bread is to your body. But I, this challenged me. 
But can you live off of the memory of food? Can you say the food that I ate before the fast was so good and get, and get any benefits from it today? So the memory of food does us no good today. Right? So guess what you're going to do today? Because remember, man doesn't live by bread alone. Right? So you know to feed your physical body how often? Every day. Watch this. How many times a day? They being all spiritual over there. Pastor, I just get up and eat breakfast. That's all. And then I, but, but, but most people, anywhere from two to six times a day, they're putting food in their natural bodies. But man can't live off of that alone. And if you look at the butt, you can almost cancel out the rest of that. But he's supposed to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How many times do you feed your spirit every day? So this gives you an indication which one is on the throne. Watch this, the one that you feed the most. That's the one that's in charge. All right, I, I got to keep going now. I'm going to go by that. Let's go to number three, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the third guarantee. Holy Spirit, third guarantee. Now, can I say this? The effectiveness of your prayer life depends on the degree of confidence you place in the Holy Spirit. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that in a moment. He's really God's power arm. Right? He's the one that does all of the work. He's the one who's going to guarantee that the work gets done. Okay? And I'll prove this to you. Let's all look at Genesis chapter 1. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 1. Let's read verses 1 through 3. And this is why it's so important to meditate the word. Every time I meditate it, I just get a, another revelation, something I, I didn't see before. And this would be true in this text for me. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But this is interesting. The earth was without form and void. So why would God create something? Right? Well, we know what happened there. Satan hit the earth. Right? I can't, don't have time to go into all that. But the earth was without form and, with, and was void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Holy Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So something I want to draw your attention here is that the Holy Spirit was present. Right? And he was hovering over the face of the waters before creation. But watch this. Simple fact that his presence was there, it still didn't accomplish anything. So just because the Holy Spirit is present with you doesn't mean that you're going to accomplish anything. I'll keep going. Listen, keep going. Let's keep reading in Genesis chapter 3. Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This word hovered means to, to hang, fluttering, or suspended in air. So if I could illustrate that, the Holy Spirit is just kind of, he's always present, but he needs something to do. So he's just hovering. 
One definition, uh, Webster's Dictionary uh, used this illustration, like a helicopter hovering over a building, right, to keep lingering about, watch this, to wait at hand for directions. So the helicopter is just hovering, waiting on clearance to be told that they can land. Now let's go back to that Genesis. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So what happened there? It was when God spoke and said, let there be light, that the Holy Spirit exploded into action. So, so notice all he was doing. And as soon as God said something, Holy Spirit exploded into action. And brought forth the light with such vigor that it is still radiating through the universe, devouring the darkness at a rate of 186,000 miles per second. Now, I don't know if there's enough faith in this room to, to handle what I'm getting ready to say. So the next time you start to pray about a seemingly impossible problem, I want you to think about that that the earth was void and full of darkness. I mean, there could be areas in your life right now that are void. You know what the void means? The word void means inoperable. They're not working. Full of darkness. But if you'll just say something. The Holy Spirit is getting ready to explode on the scene. Come on, somebody. And begin creating things that you spoke out of your mouth in the spirit realm and then bringing them into your natural reality. See, if you never say anything, you'll never see anything. Come on, somebody. If you're waiting on God, God is waiting on you. And I don't know if you all caught that. Think about that. The whole earth is void. And the way God, is, God started creating was through words. Light, animals, people. What are you saying about your life? What are you creating with your words? I declare that we're going to walk into something. We don't want it for ourselves. We want to minister to thousands of more people. All right? What are you after, Pastor? I just want to make God famous. I just want the whole earth that I can reach to know that there's a Savior. And his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That's all I really want at the end of the day. I don't want a big car. I don't want a big house. I don't really want any of that stuff. I want Jesus to be known throughout the entire universe. That there's a Savior who can help you and change your world. 
So if you're a born-again believer, the Holy Ghost is present inside of you. Just as he was present on the day of creation. And he responds to God's word today just as powerfully as he did yesterday. So the more faith you have in him, the more confidence you place in him, the more awesome your results will be. I want you to think about this for a minute. The same power that created the universe, the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is activated and present in your life right now. But this is all he's doing, folks. He's just hovering. He's just waiting. He can't do anything until he gets directions. Hallelujah. 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 So how is the Holy Ghost activated? It's when you speak the word of God out of your mouth. The Holy Spirit says, that's all I needed to hear. Jumps into action and then begins to bring to pass what you spoke out of your mouth. And folks, God will guarantee you that victory and those results every time. Did you all get anything out of this today? Come on, let's all stand to our feet. Praise God. I want you to lift your hand to the Father. And I just want you to begin to worship him right where you are today. Father, we love you today. Go ahead, just right out of your own heart and out of your own mouth. Father, we love you today. We honor you today. We adore you today. We declare that there is absolutely no one like you, Father. And Father, I'm so honored to be called your child today. I'm honored to be called a son of God. It is the greatest privilege that's ever been bestowed upon me, Father, is to identify as your child. Thank you for giving me all of these siblings, Father, all of these brothers and sisters, for giving me a whole new family to enjoy your kind of life with, Father. And so now help us as a body online and in the room to to use your name properly, Father. Help us, Father, to abide in your word, Father, to live in it and get get our hearts so full of it, Father, that we can speak it out of our mouths. And Holy Spirit, you are the activator. Every time we speak the word out of our mouths, you are set in the motion to cause it to come to pass in our lives. And so, Father, may we be marked by these things. May these things be what we are and what we represent, Father. And may we be a group and a body that gets the results in prayer every time, Father, because we've learned how to go to you the right way. And so, Father, my prayer that everything that they pursued you for in these 21 days, show yourself strong on their behalf, Father. 
So I call healings forth now. I call resources forth now. I call restoration of relationships forth now. I call whatever is broken fixed. I call whatever lacking, whatever lacking mended, Father. I call finances in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I call jobs in. I call promotions in. I call businesses prospering in. Father, help us rise to the next level in you, Father. Because when we rise to the next level in you, then everything that concerns us will rise right along with it. And we give you glory for it. Hallelujah. 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 And Father, may this not be the end, but simply the beginning, Father. My prayer is that you use these 21 days to jumpstart our prayer lives, Father, so that we want more of you, Father. May we make real lifestyle changes, Father. There's some fools that we don't even need to go back to, Father. Give us the strength and the, and the courage to, to love ourselves, Father, and choose health over taste. Hallelujah. Help them to figure out what those things are, Father. So that if all of us come out of this better versions of ourselves before you. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer. And his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.